Hello, this is episode one of season four. Now, in this episode, I'll be sharing an overview of all of the various consultants or professional roles that you may potentially need to consider for your renovation or new build. It can feel like a cast of thousands, and to be honest, a lot of people try to save money by not using specific professionals on their project and really are confused about even knowing where to start. So let's learn more about this. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. Our Get It Right podcast partner for season four is Colourbond Steel and their matte range. So Colourbond Steel matte is a great choice for creating a stunning, sophisticated and subtle look for your home in a material that is tested to withstand Australia's harsh conditions and be durable, long-lasting and strong for your home. As you may know, Colourbond Steel has been around for over 50 years now, so quintessentially Australian, it's been used in all kinds of projects in locations all across Australia with its tried and tested performance and its enduring style. The Colourbond Steel matte range takes this to the next level. With five colours to choose from, the matte range was tested for 10 years before it was brought to market. Sophisticated and understated, it has this gorgeous luxe feel in a material that's seriously strong and durable. There are so many ways that you can use it in the walls and roof of your home, whether you're renovating or building, to create the design style that you're seeking. With a beautiful and neutral look, it has an elegance that I know that you'll love, and it diffuses light for a soft, natural, textured finish. And not only does Colourbond Steel Matte look gorgeous, being steel, it's also 100% recyclable, it's high-tech, it's tested and designed for the Australian climate, it's a choice for bushfire zones, it's able to give your home a contemporary and sophisticated feel, and it has 50 years of history behind it as a brand. It's just amazing. So head to www.colourbond.com forward slash undercover architect, and that's C-O-L-O-R bond.com forward slash undercover architect there you can learn more about this great matte range you can request samples which i really encourage you to do and you can get inspired for how you could use it in your reno or new home and stay tuned across the season as i'll be sharing more ideas and info to help you see how it could work for your project now let's get on with the episode Now, one of the things that I hear often from homeowners is that they're just super confused about who they'll need on their team to renovate or build their project. And they're not sure who to speak to first, what cost to expect from them, how to know if they're finding the right people, whether they really need them at all or they can just do it themselves, and when to get these various professionals on board. And, you know, to be honest, sometimes they don't understand why they'll need a specific professional, why they might be essential, why they might be important to helping them in their project at all. 
And over season three, I shared a lot of information about how to set and stay on your budget. And one area that your budget needs to cover is uh, the fees that various professionals will charge you to help you build or renovate your home. So just to be clear, I'm not talking about tradespeople here. This is actually about all the various roles and professionals that you may have on board up to the point that you commence construction. And then some you'll actually need to keep on board during construction and some you don't. So it's important to understand the difference there. Look, some professionals and consultants, they're actually essential. So you'll legally require them in order to be able to get your project finished. And, you know, or they're necessary because they actually perform that's a required role as part of you getting your project built or renovated and getting the necessary approvals that you need to do in order to be able to do that. And there'll be other professionals that are purely, you know, you bring on board by choice. So for example, you know, you might get an architect or a building designer or a draftsperson to design your home. Or you may choose to design it yourself. You know, interestingly, and to be honest, Australia is quite unusual globally in this regard. There's no legal requirement to have anyone design your home for you. You can actually design it yourself with no expert help. Now, of course, that's not something that I recommend, but it is possible. Now, as I said, your budget will need to cover the fees of these various professionals. And so it's important when you set your budget that you have an understanding of who you'll need, why you'll need them, what they do and what they will charge for it, and then when they need to come on board. Now, on that topic of fees, look, professional fees can vary at an individual level. So what I mean by this is that you can have two people who will perform the same role, but they will charge very different amounts for it. And also what they will charge will vary depending on the scale and the size and the complexity of your project. And just because your project is small, this doesn't necessarily mean that the fees will be small. Sometimes you get economies of scale when things are bigger. And there's a point where the same work is required in time and effort and skill, regardless of whether you're planning on spending, say, $100,000 or, for example, $500,000 on your project. So you need to understand this, and some of our guests will talk through what you specifically need to look for when you're getting fee proposals done, how you can compare apples with apples when you're getting prices from different people, and how to really understand how to analyse that cost. And to be honest, you know, I know that when people start getting professional fees together, it can be a rude shock because you haven't really factored that in. And you can start to think about who you're going to eliminate and what you might have a crack at doing yourself. Hopefully, though, you'll see in the course of this season that a lot of what goes wrong on projects is because you don't know what you don't know. And that having that professional help at the right place, adding their expertise to your project can be a significant time and money saver overall. So really understanding this from the outset so that you can create the best team for you, for your project, for your budget, so that you achieve the outcome that you're seeking, I think will be something that will be really powerful to learn over the course of season four. Now, let's just go through a list of all the professionals that you may need. And look, this will be dependent on your site, or your home and the size of your project, your local council and building rules, they'll have different requirements and there'll be specific things that are just for your project. So this is a start, okay, and I'll list them out and I'll just give you a brief outline of what each role does. 
So firstly, the town planner. Now this role helps with achieving your council approval and that can also be called a development approval, a development application or a development permit. It has a few different names depending on where you live. There's an architect. So an architect can obviously help you with the design. They can also help you with the drawing or documentation of your project and getting you through your various council and building approval processes. And then they can also help with the selection of materials, fixtures, finishes. They can source all of your other team members for you. They can assess their fees, help you understand what's good value and what's not, make sure that they're including the work that they need to do and execute. And then the architect can then manage and also coordinate the work of all of those other team members on your behalf. And they can also oversee the construction of your project and act as your representative on site during your build. There's also a building designer and they can perform a similar role to an architect. However, in my experience, they do carry out their role differently and they have different areas of focus based on their the, the way that they work. So they may or may not coordinate the work of your other team members and they may or may not help you with overseeing construction. There's also a drafts person. So this may be a bit contentious, but in my experience, drafts people draw, they don't design, okay? Often homeowners will say to me, I had used a drafts person and they only just drew up what I told them to draw up. So, you know, they, they'll then prepare your drawings. And in my experience, drafts people generally don't help with overseeing construction or with managing and sourcing and coordinating the work of other team members. There's next an interior designer. Now, most interior designers will focus on the interior of your home and they'll assist with the design of interior elements such as kitchens, bathrooms and other joinery. And they can also help with the selection of finishes and fixtures for the interior. And some interior designers will do more than this and some interior designers will do less than this. There's a surveyor and surveyors prepare accurate drawings of your existing site, including the significant features on it. And so they'll identify things like boundaries and they'll help with the set out of new building work. And, you know, a survey is required as part of you constructing your project. And often a lot of the information that you're having to get approved in your town planning approval relates to you having accurate information about your site and a survey of your site as well. Now, a structural engineer is the type of engineer who will design the structure of your home. So this, of course, is what enables it to stay upright and durable and ensure that it doesn't blow away. A hydraulic engineer is a type of engineer that will help with any challenges around water on your project. And some sites and some council areas will have specific uh, solutions where they need to be designed by a, a hydraulic engineer and you need to have a hydraulic engineer's input onto solving certain problems on your project. Then there's a geotechnical engineer. So this type of engineer will carry out your soil test and this uh, information then in turn tells the type of structural design that's actually required for your project based on the soil conditions that you have on your site. An electrical engineer is the type of engineer that can assist with, of course, anything electrical. So power, lighting, home automation, power management. Look, to be honest, I don't often see them used on most residential projects. They'll come into play on some very high-end homes uh, that I've worked on and then into bigger residential projects and commercial and other types. 
Next, there's a building certifier. And this role, they'll do the work that's required to provide you with your building approval or building permit so or constru- construction certificate. So this, in most cases, is a necessary step in you actually being able to commence construction at all and being able to formally complete your project and tick off all your final approvals with council and be able to move back into your home. An energy efficiency consultant is the role that checks the design of your project against the standards that determine how efficient its use of energy is. And every new build or new renovation project is actually required to meet a star rating for its approval in order for you to actually be able to get permission to commence construction. Now, a project manager is, particularly when it comes to residential projects, they can be brought in at the very beginning of a project to then assist with pulling your whole team together, including your design team. And they can help you with sourcing uh, these people and assessing all of their fees and then coordinating their work as a one-stop person and one-stop contact. And then project managers can also come in later. So sometimes people will bring them in to help them find a builder and to assist with that tender process of giving their design to various builders to price or they can come in at the start of construction and then they can help you manage the builder and they can be your representative on site, much like the architect role can work. Next, there's a quantity surveyor or a building estimator. And so these roles are basically, they're like the accountants of the construction world. So they give you information on the cost to build your project and they'll do this often according to industry rates at the time and their experience with other similar projects like yours. And so quantity surveyors and building estimators work slightly differently and will provide different types of information as part of their role, but they're basically the costing professionals when it comes to building and renovating. Now, a landscape architect or a landscape designer are the professionals that can assist with the design and drawing of your landscape or external areas around your home. So not only gardens, but the entries, pools, our fresco areas, all of those types of areas. And so each will do this role a little bit differently and they'll have different obligations that are associated with their different qualifications, but they can help you understand not just the the turf and the planting, but all of the hardscape, all the paving, all of the lighting power requirements that you might want through your outdoor areas, around your pool areas, any retaining walls, any fencing, you know, all of those components that come in both uh, a planting and a built sense into your outdoor areas. And lastly, there's the builder. Now, this is the licensed individual who's responsible for the coordination and construction of your new home or renovation project. And they're also responsible for delivering it according to your drawings and all the various standards, regulations and building codes that apply. So, wow, it's a list, isn't it? And it's not exhaustive either. There are, there's loads of other professionals and areas of specialisation as well. So, you know, and this will all be dependent on you, your project, your needs, what you're wanting to do in terms of building or renovating your home. And to be honest, it's no wonder that you can get confused about how to go about pulling a team together, who you're going to need and getting started on your project. So where do you start? Well, my recommendation is to generally start with the designer and understand whether they'll help you find all of the other professionals that you need and whether they'll also help coordinate their work on your behalf. 
Now, many architects and building designers that I know, they'll initially talk to you about what you want to do in your project and where you live. And then they'll do some quick research and they'll use their experience uh, for projects that other projects that they've worked on in your area. And they'll assess what that might mean in terms of approvals that you'll be needing and any other consultants that you'll need to bring on board. Then they'll provide a fee proposal for their work as your designer and they'll generally then list out the other professionals or consultants that will be required. And sometimes they'll even give you indicative fees for these professionals so that you can just get a good picture up front of who they're recommending that you'll need to bring on board and a rough idea of what those budgets might be so that you can factor it in overall. You know, often this is a good way to go because if you can find a good designer, be it an architect or a building designer, who does source and coordinate the work of a consultant team on a regular basis, then they'll often have good and reliable contacts to be able to source these team members from. And so they'll often then get you two or three fee proposals. So for each role that you might be needing so that you can then be sure that you're not just simply paying what they're telling you to pay and that you're getting some price competitive uh, understanding in that in that regard. And then a good designer will go through and they'll assess those fee proposals and they'll make recommendations to you based on uh, the suitability of that team member to your project and on their cost as well and help you make a decision. And generally the final decision is up to you. Now, remember, of course, that you'll be paying for a designer to do this coordination work as part of their overall fees. Look, you know, and this sometimes people will say, look, don't worry about it. I'll save some cash and I'll go and find those people myself and I'll coordinate their work myself as well. I'm organised. I can do that. You know, that that seems fairly straightforward. But I believe that getting an experienced professional to do this work rather than you finding all of these different professionals yourself and then trying to be the go-between, honestly, to me, it's money well spent and it's time well saved. And it's a way that you'll be able to manage a huge amount of risk in your project, save a whole heap of drama in getting the wrong people on board. And, you know, you can be a very organised person, but if you don't know what you're actually organising, you don't know what you're looking for, you don't know what you're actually assessing, then that can create some pretty big holes in uh, the type of advice that you might be seeking that can then lead to mistakes and uh, dramas later on that can cost far more than the, the coordination fees ever would have been. Now, I also want to touch on the idea of professional fees and just how money does get spent on these different consultants. Now, homeowners will say to me, we can't afford an architect, or they're going to say, we're just going to do this work ourselves." As I said before, they'll say, look, we, we're going to write our own town planning paperwork. Uh, when we lodge our development application, we'll do our own, you know, for in New South Wales, it's a statement of environmental effects, has different names in different locations. Many homeowners will say, I'm just going to write it myself. I'll look at some ones online that other people have done and I'll just figure that out because ultimately they're trying to save some money. Now, I know that juggling and managing your budget is key to renovations and new builds going well and you being able to do them at all. And I've to, I've been there personally, you know, with my own renovation projects and I've had to support clients through this process as well. And so saving money where you can is definitely worthwhile. Wherever you can save money in your project, you know, you want to do that so that you can achieve your budget overall. However, when it comes to the assistance of professionals, time and time again, I see people trying to save money and it's cost them far more in the long run. And this can happen in a few ways. So let me just go through some some things that I've seen. Now, 
you know, using the right professionals and pulling together a team, it can save you loads of time in the coordination of all of the moving parts for your project, which can then also help you avoid expensive mistakes. You, you know, you can have one professional that's driving this whole process, setting deadlines for people, chasing them up, making sure that they get work to you when they need to. If any updates or changes happen during the design process, during the construction process, that they're the one keeping the other team members involved. They know the work that it's going to impact. They know who needs to know about information so that they can potentially update their information and make sure it's still coordinated and that you're not running foul of any approval issues or any construction issues. And look, some professionals will have relationships really established with other professionals and team members that you need. And this can mean that your work gets prioritised or preferred over others and that you just get access um, that you may not otherwise, which means that you can be saving time and money overall. Now, using professional expertise will mean that you can draw on their experience in loads of other projects that are like yours to save time, money and stress in your reno or new home. And when you get a team working collaboratively together from the start, this is how you can shape an overall strategy that's about simplifying your project overall and lowering the stress. Now, then you can have a t an expert team uh, who've done this countless times before. And they're not only your guide, but they're also your defence. They can anticipate and they can deal with issues before they cause any problems. Sometimes, most of the time when you have a team working collaboratively like this together, you won't even know the problems that they're helping you avoid and the time that they're helping you to save because they're just doing what they do. They're bringing together, you know, a whole heap of moving parts and making it work for you, your needs, your budget, your project. So this is one of the ways you can get through council far more efficiently. You can get access to advice and help at that authority level that you may not otherwise be able to just by picking up the phone yourself. And then they can definitely help you save time in construction, which all of these things will help you save time and money overall. This is about less headaches, less drama, and a team that understands what you want and works with you to achieve it. So, you know, I definitely believe that renovating and building are a team sport and too many people try to make it a solo game. And that, you know, spending some extra time and money in the process, they'll be trying to feel, fulfil all of these required roles and execute all of these different tasks that need to be done across the course of their project. Because this is the thing, the role still needs to be performed. So if you're not paying someone to do it, you're going to be do needing to do it yourself and fulfil the, the obligations of that role. So it's not like it's work that can just get skipped just because you've decided you don't want to pay for it. So, you know, understand that if you're not paying someone to do it, you're going to need to equip yourself with the information to be able to fulfil those obligations yourself. So as I said, many people will say to me, we can't afford an architect, we can't afford a designer. And, you know, another question I've received is, look, if I can only afford one of these specialists, say a landscape designer, an interior designer, a lighting designer, you know, who, sh who should I choose? If I can only use one, who should I choose? So there's a final point that I'd like to share about this, and it's this. What you can afford and what you can't afford is usually a case of what you personally choose to value. Now, the longer that I do my work, the more I learn that your budget is not actually what determines who you use on your project. Because I have homeowners with budgets of $100,000 who are willing to pay for my services and homeowners with budgets of over a million dollars who tell me that they can't afford an architect's help 
in the design of their home. So what really determines who you'll use on your project is more the case of what value you place on the help that you need. Because this is the thing, not everyone goes into a renovation or new build project believing that they need help in all areas. Some believe that they can design their own home or that they can work sufficiently with a builder to design it and just that's the level of expertise and that they'll, they'll then be able to choose all their own fixtures and fittings confidently or perhaps that they'll do their own landscape design. And so that belief, that that's what completely impacts the value that they place on how much all of those services are priced at in the marketplace and whether they represent good value to them. Then there'll be other homeowners who believe that they actually have a huge skills gap between what they can do and where professional ability will help and improve or expand what's possible for their project and how the results turn out in the end. And so the value that they place on those same services and those same prices, that will vary uh, very differently. So whenever I hear, you know, I can't afford the services of whoever, I'd encourage you to think instead about what you actually are valuing. You know, where are you at in your life, in your experience, in your available time? What else is going on? You know, what do you actually want to achieve in your project? And where is that, what's the skills gap that exists between where you are and where you want to get to? And what's that worth to you? What's at stake? You know, what difference will that professional help you make to bridge that gap? Because to be honest, any money that you pay to a professional should come back to you far more in value, in money saved, in drama avoided, in stress lowered, in better strategies, in simpler processes overall. And To be honest, that's actually the best way to gauge what a professional will be be like to work with and how much they're wanting to charge for what they do and whether you believe that their services are worth what they're asking. You know, according to you, your budget may be peanuts. You may feel that you have champagne tastes on a beer budget and that the money will never spread far enough. However, remember that I've suggested before that spending your budget is actually about you investing money in what really matters for you, what will help your outcome. It's not just a case of splitting it across a shopping list of items that you need to buy. And that may sound odd, but you know, from my experience, these two things are a very different mindset, this idea of investment versus a list of shopping items. So, you know, one is really thinking strategically and proactively, and the other one is far more reactive and a case of ticking boxes off as you go. So have a think about how this applies to your project and the team that you may be wanting to pull together in order to get this all done for your renovation or new build. So let me share with you the professionals that are going to be on this season's podcast. Now, I've collected together a group of incredible professionals from Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, and closer to my home in northern New South Wales, who are, you know, just giving so generously to share their advice with you. So we have an architect, a building designer, a town planner, a structural engineer, a landscape architect, an interior designer, a bushfire consultant, a building certifier, a landscape designer and a builder. 
Now, each of them, as I have previously said, they have years and years of experience. And collectively, there's over 160 years of experience in building and renovating in the residential industry. So they have a wealth of knowledge, advice, been there, done that, seen seen the problems, bought the T-shirt tips to share with you so generously in these upcoming interviews. So get ready as we move on with season four. And I'll be sharing the who, the what, the why and the when of various consultants and professionals that you may need in the renovation or building of your home. Now, my first interviewee is the amazing Sean Lockyer of Sean Lockyer Architects. Now, Sean and I have known each other for a very, very long time, and he has an incredible amount of experience in home renovations and builds. And whilst his work now is usually in high-end homes, he certainly didn't start there. And in fact, it's in the renovations of his own homes and in some of his earliest projects where he's managed to achieve beautiful and life-changing design outcomes on extremely tight budgets. And he has so much advice to help you with your renovation or new building project. So join me next time. Now, in the last episode, I introduced Season 4's podcast partner, Colourbond Steel, and specifically their mat range, which I'm super excited to be sharing more about over the coming weeks. And look, there's a few reasons that I'm excited. Firstly, it's Colourbond Steel. I mean, this stuff is so Australian. Across all parts of the country, Colourbond Steel has been used everywhere on all kinds of projects. The mat product itself has been rigorously tested over the last 10 years before being brought into the range just to make sure that it can survive harsh Australian conditions. And it also includes Colourbond Steel's high-tech finishes to provide solar reflectance technology and provide corrosion resistance as well. And I'll share more about the tech behind these in future episodes so that you can understand just why this will work so well for you in choosing materials for your home. Colourbond Steel Matte contains recyclable content and it's 100% recyclable and it's super gorgeous. It's it just got this beautiful, subdued, elegant feel about it and I can see it suiting so many different design styles and creating a soft, natural appearance. Now, it's available in five colours, so Surf Mist, Shale Grey, Dune, Basalt and Monument. So head to www.colourbond.com com forward slash undercover architect to grab more info and that's c-o-l-o-r bond.com forward slash undercover architect thank you for tuning in to the get it right podcast with undercover architect now if you head to the undercover architect website you'll see loads more helpful information on how to get it right when designing building or renovating your home simply and with confidence Not only can you see all the podcast episodes there, there's also a wealth of written blogs and videos too covering all sorts of topics. And there's other ways as well that Undercover Architect can give you more support and guidance for your project. Now, if you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, please subscribe so that you always get notified of new episodes as soon as they go live. And I'd love it too if you could please leave a review. (laughs) I know that iTunes doesn't make it easy to leave a review, but when you do, this is super helpful in spreading the word that this podcast exists to others who really need to hear it to get help with planning their future homes. This has been Amelia Lee from Undercover Architect. Thank you for listening and for letting me be your secret ally. Looking forward to next time. Bye.